We are finally in Bali, guys. Welcome to episode 12. Um, I'm always happy to be here talking to you guys. And yeah, I'm in Bali at the moment. We arrived about four days ago and I made sure that, well, my therapist told me, she said, you know, make sure that you get yourself grounded because I think if I didn't hear those words from her and she didn't give me that permission to almost not do much work, not stress about work, not think that I had to get on the ball straight away, I think I would have really got myself stressed. And now looking, you know, onto the situation, it would have been for no reason, which I just think is a good perspective sometimes because I think it's about what we, you know, the pressures that we put on ourselves and then trying to live up to that. So the fact that I had that permission from my therapist and then myself that, you know what, just give yourself four days, give yourself four days and then you can start, you know, doing more work or whatever, but I really need to feel grounded. And I think this could be taken, you know, as advice for whatever you're doing, whether that's when you're moving house or going on holiday or just anything that isn't quite as grounding as your usual situation, whether that's your room or home. So I've just been really taking it all in, being in the moment. And I cannot explain, guys, how I'm feeling. And I knew there was always this quote of environment will always trump willpower. So if you're in an environment, if you're surrounded by certain people or certain things or a certain lifestyle, it most likely will trump your willpower to be the thing that you want to be. And over here, just being surrounded by everyone's just the way of life, I would say, the nature, the sun, the beach, the foods, the fitness, it's everything that I could ever dream for. I'm naturally quite an adventurous person, I I like being active, I enjoy, like I genuinely enjoy eating yummy, tasty, delicious foods, I think everyone does, but I, yeah, I I couldn't feel any more at home here. And even Max, my boyfriend, was a little unsure before we came whether, you know, this would be a long-term thing or whether we'd actually decide to fully come away from England, as in, you know, actually do a one-way trip travel, because that's what I want to do, but he wasn't quite sure. And it's taken him literally three days, and he's fully convinced. He was like, yeah, this lifestyle is insane. So, yeah, everything's great. Um, I'm currently lying on the bed, looking out some jungle trees and palm trees and a pool really sweet the villa's nice but it's definitely i would say a cheaper place which i think would be great if you know you're just basic traveling and it would be good but the thing is with the stuff i'm doing and the filming i'm not naturally filming in it because there's i don't know it's just really not aesthetic and somewhere where I feel really grounded like we definitely want to be out most of the time whereas I kind of do feel like I want to maybe get like a cute little villa or just a cute home that I can kind of settle in more spread out my work stuff feel like I can actually be there and record things so that's kind of the next venture I think in the next couple of days we're going to find another place but otherwise I'm so so grateful to be here and it's a great location anyways I feel like I've had a little talk about Bali today's episode is all about I'm going to say productivity and more on toxic productivity and my experiences with it. I've definitely been through a journey and I think it was harder to notice that it was an issue because I think 
obviously I went through recovery and I was like, okay, you know, the eating and the exercise, that was taken in the wrong way. But I had never well really thought that productivity could have been a coping mechanism or something that's actually causing me stress and extra guilt and shame that I shouldn't have. So I'm just basically going to share my experiences, my tips, my thoughts on it all. So this might help you depending on what stage you are because I think there's lots of stages to this. I think the first stage is, I think there's actually a difference in people. I think when you grow up, and you could be either one, but I was always that kid or friend that would be quite, I wouldn't say totally organized, but oh yeah, I woke up, I read a book, I did this, and then I went to school, and then at lunchtime I did my homework, and then after school from three till four, I'm going to go do this, four till five, I've got netball, then five till this, and it was just like, everything was always go 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 and there was I definitely wasn't that teenager like I had some friends and this is no shame on either one by the way I think it's just knowing the differences but I had some friends who like wouldn't think about anything just go home kind of just chill out relax oh and if they had a piece of homework that was due they would do it or like you know they do a little bit of homework time and then chill but my mind was just not in that way at all I do think what can have a impact or effect I'm not sure what the word is but how you were grown up um my mom was always go 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 she was a single mom self-employed and she in her traits of a human cannot sit down to this day still really struggles to sit down and at the time I didn't think I picked it up because she would literally be telling me to Anna why are you sitting down on the sofa or why are you this or why aren't you outside why aren't you doing something why are you just how can you lie on your bed at 3 p.m so at the time I didn't think that I was picking up on these behaviors because I because my mom was picking up on the fact that I wasn't doing it but as soon as I you know left home or not even left home like I noticed this stuff before I left home now that I look back on it I, when she wasn't there, I, I couldn't do the things. Like, that voice stayed in my head. So maybe, yeah, when she was there, I was a bit more lazy. Not even lazy, but just, like, sitting down and not doing as much. But when she was away, I couldn't do that by myself because I had that voice in my head. And especially when I move out, those voices kind of came with me. Now, this isn't at all me blaming my mum. I don't think anyone should ever blame for the traits I think it's just part of our journey and to break generational habits I think is a good thing to kind of think about it so instead of like putting a downer on your parents put a lifter on the fact that you've noticed this and that you could potentially make a change so you don't put it on your children so yeah from a young age I had my to-do list feeling like I always had to kind of do something and yeah I think part of it was from my mum but then I think also part of it is just like your core beliefs of yourself and your inner drive Um, and whether you a lot of people that have a lot of drive they're the people that don't think they're good enough and back in the day my friends would be like Anna how do you always do stuff how are you so productive and I just thought I was like yeah I know it's a great quality but now that I look back and realize and have been kind of informed that it was from a drive of not necessarily feeling good enough now I do think everything I say with this in terms of productivity has to come with there's a spectrum it's not just wrong or right it's not productive or unproductive there's a balance to it all and there's that one side of people being 
over kind of productive always doing things feeling like they can't relax sit down then there's the other side of like you can't get yourself to do anything and i've been on both of those sides which i'm gonna explain kind of the traits and how i kind of got through it so you've got either end of those sides and then you've got the middle where you actually start to understand that there's two things one it's actually good for us to have structure and it's good for us to have goals and us humans we thrive of having goals my therapist said to me when i was in my kind of low stage of not doing anything i couldn't get myself to do anything i didn't really see the point in life and all of that stuff only a couple of months ago and she was like anna you you know you're allowed to have goals because i kind of i was on the one extreme of doing everything so i thought oh gosh i'm not allowed to have any goals i'm not allowed to do anything and she was like no you are we we love goals as humans like it helps us move forward and just have purpose which is like one of the key things in life however it's about knowing when to almost stop and have that time for yourself which i'm going to talk about in this episode but yeah i think it's interesting having that spectrum what side are you on or are you in the middle do you have goals and structure but also relaxed spontaneous able to do things when it's not in your plan or able to not do things i think that's the main thing is about are you able to not feel guilty when you relax and i know a lot of people can't and i'm not even talking in terms of exercise or movement or stuff like that it could be just lying on your bed or going and sitting watching sunrise or just like doing something doing nothing doing absolutely nothing So going on from when I said, you know, I'm that to-do list, productive teenager, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, then going on to, I would say it really escalated when I started doing the social media stuff because that was when I obviously was working for myself. And what happens is when you work for yourself, you constantly feel like you need to be doing something because there's also no off switch. You know, if I wake up at seven, and I feel like I have to do things like there's no one I don't have work at nine like I'll just start doing them or feeling guilty that I'm not doing them and then it's the same like if you have thoughts about your business at 9 p.m you can't just shut those thoughts down because you're thinking about stuff so I think that's what escalated it I think also what happened was is when I kind of was coming I think you know recovery is a very long thing but definitely out of it now but in that period of kind of coming out of it I kind of changed my coping mechanism so when my coping mechanism used to be okay put it into exercise or eat less food and focus on your food when I recovered those parts of me the physical parts of not doing that anymore then it kind of switched into productivity and all of that drive went into work so now I because I didn't have those habits to fall back on on the eating and food because I realized that that's you know I I didn't care about that stuff anymore so it went to that kind of 6 a.m morning routine and I would literally even my night routine like after dinner at seven it would be like eight o'clock reading nine o'clock this like skincare and then it would just be like all these things and then no, I remember I used to like even plan in my journaling and to-do lists and just all that stuff into my nighttime so I actually remember not switching off now I used to ask myself what was the point of not being as productive and 
you know, why would you not want this go, go, go lifestyle or stuff like that? And I think there's a couple of points. One, it will eventually catch up to you. Mine did. You know, when I was like full on 6am productivity queen to 10pm, whatever, I think I lasted three months. Maybe, yeah, three months. So I went from that and then I had to go to absolutely nothing because I crashed. And if only if I didn't push so hard or I had things in place to protect myself, then maybe I wouldn't have had that crash. However, I think every part is your journey. And whether that is your crash in a week because you tried to be so productive for a whole week that you kind of just crashed and you stopped and you couldn't do anything else, whether that was a month, whether that was two years or whether that was 10 years. What I'm trying to say is eventually it will catch up to you. Now, if you don't have this quote unquote crash, then another thing is that it affects other parts of your life. It affects your relationship with other people because you can't necessarily fit in the time to see them or you don't see it as very valuable time to be used up on them, if that makes sense. And then another thing is your relationship with yourself. You're in this constant stress mode. You're in a constant beating yourself up, a constant pressure to do things. So your relationship with yourself is being hindered. And then it has effects on other parts of your life. It will have effects on your health. When you have long-term stress, that has effects on your nervous system, your heart, your, honestly, I could go on about loads of things, but I definitely felt a difference physically when I became, you know, when I went really relaxed because, you know, there is that difference when you're always on adrenaline. Like, you literally can't stop. And there's also benefits in terms of, like, your personality. I think when you stop being so go, go, go and actually have your you time and self-care or just like doing nothing you actually find out who you are as a person i think a lot of us we we don't know and we wonder why we don't know what we want to do or what we want to be or what we want to become is because we don't actually know who we are so to be able to you know know what job you want to do or know what you want to achieve in the future you really have to figure out who you are who is anna who is Isabel? Who is Sophia? Who is Rachel? Who is Lily, right? Whatever your name is. Who is Ben, you know, if there's guys listening. Figure out what you like to do, not what other people say is enjoyable or what you think is enjoyable, like what you actually enjoy doing. And I think that's like the whole reverse thing of toxic productivity. It's about are you okay with being with yourself and just doing nothing? I don't think that's an easy answer. I think it's really quite hard. But I think along with therapy and other self-work things, it becomes a lot easier. I'm not sure what the exact day or event was when I had my quote-unquote crash. But I think I suddenly started getting so much anxiety. I was crying at everything small. So if something big happened, I wouldn't necessarily cry. But it was just like if I couldn't put my shoes on or if a meal didn't turn out or if I chopped an onion wrong like when I tell you it was like the tiniest things or something didn't quite work in my schedule or anything like that I would just cry and yeah the way I kind of went in from the toxic productivity white man entrepreneur hustle culture to absolutely doing nothing in my day was physically not being able to do anything because I was so anxious and lying in bed and I couldn't move I felt depressed if you go back on my YouTube there will be videos I can't remember what exact date it was but 
There was one where I named the thumbnail Emotional Roller Coaster. The couple videos around that, maybe before and after and that video, I think you can see my personality in the videos. I don't do much of my day. I, I, I really don't feel good. I cry a lot. And at the time I was really confused and I even made posts on my Instagram and I was like trying to tell people like, it's okay if you're emotional every day. And that was me thinking that that was, I won't say normal, but thought that was it. I thought there was no better than that. I partially knew that it was part of the journey, but I didn't understand that I could feel much better than that. Obviously now knowing where I am, like it's crazy. I, I feel sorry for that girl and I feel sorry that I didn't give even more love to her. Although I think that was one reason why I was able to progress was because I did give love. And I think a lot of us don't realize that that's almost the secret to everything. Be compassionate towards yourself. If you think back, right a year ago or think a year in the future or two years in the future when you're a bit older and you look back and you see how you're treating yourself what you're making yourself do the schedules the if that's intense workouts like all things that you don't actually want to do but that you're pushing yourself through to do or whether you aren't being compassionate to yourself when you're relaxing anything like that you will kind of look back and be like oh my gosh why didn't i give her a break why didn't I understand that she was going through so much mentally? And you will feel like that. So I guess the message from that is start it now. Look at yourself from like a mother perspective of you being your own mother and being like, right, you've had a hard day or there's a lot of things going on or look, this is part of your journey. So if you're in that, I say toxic productivity stage where like you literally feel so guilty for relaxing and you always have to be doing something, notice that and try take a step forward and be like right we're gonna plan in me time or we're gonna have lots of half days off so that you can fully kind of just be with yourself and also know that it has a very big link to how you're doing emotionally so maybe get into some therapy if you're in the stage of not being able to lift a finger feeling anxious in your bed like you don't you don't even know where to start have compassion for yourself give yourself room to breathe let yourself cry, let yourself feel, journal. There's a way of being relaxed with yourself but still pushing the needle forward. So if I, in my period of crying, anxiety, lying in bed all day, did all that but beat myself up for it and didn't let myself fully absorb the situation, then I probably would have stayed in there a lot longer or switched back to a very like, you know, gone the other end of the spectrum and been really mean to myself and start doing things. But what I did when I was in there, I let myself do nothing, but I was doing therapy every week. I was journaling. I'm going to say now and then it's really, I find it really hard to journal, even though I preach about it. I love it when I'm doing it, but I forget to, but it's something that I'm always coming back to. So bringing that back to being able to relax but pushing the needle forward. I was letting myself sit with the emotions. I was talking to other people. I was opening up to family. I was journaling now and then, but most importantly, I was doing therapy. I was doing the work on my inner self because I knew that all this emotional anxiety, no motivation stuff was to do with past stuff. So when you heal the past stuff, are you able to move forward and actually live a better life and not just transfer your coping mechanisms? So for me personally, I transferred it from, well, when I was like 17, it went from depression, then it turned into eating disorder, then it turned into toxic productivity. And I knew this time I noticed it and I was like, 
I don't want it to turn into anything else. I'm going to stop myself right here. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the emotional work. I'm going to do the past inner child stuff work so I can actually live. Because yes, I'm 20 and in some people's eyes that will be so young. But yeah, I'm glad I did it in my 20s. And if only I did it earlier, but then at the same time saying that, I know everything is part of a journey. So it's more about just doing stuff in the now, right? Along with doing the emotional work, I was actually learning to be okay with resting. I was literally for weeks, days, months, I was able to do pretty much nothing. I got okay with it. Like, I think part of it is also practicing. Just as you have to practice eating fair foods and not having low-calorie foods, whatever, you have to practice resting. And I was just constantly listening to my body. And then where the final kind of switch came in was I was on a call with my therapist and I was basically just saying, look, I'm okay with resting. How do I know what the point of life is and whatever? And I've said this in literally my last three episodes, but I'll just repeat it again. It's a game, right? Life is a game. Let's go see what we can achieve. And because it's a game, it means there's room for just like freedom. You're allowed to be spontaneous and do things and rest and stop and have fun. Like it's not this regimented life that you think you have to have. So it's about playing the game in both ways, not taking it too personally and attaching what you achieve to your identity, right? What you become is not part of who you are because even if I live a very low cost life, I don't know, let's say selling coconuts and living on the beach. That doesn't change who I am. In fact, I think I'd be most me, if anything. Like, you are still within, you still have worth, you still have identity, right? It's just you. And then you add on the layers of, okay, you know, I could probably do this fitness goal. Or, you know, I could could maybe try for this job. Or I can add these layers on. And I think it does make your life more exciting, I think that's one thing to understand and that's what my therapist told me and when she said she literally said these words she was like Anna I want you to write a list of some big fuck off goals I was like okay so I like wrote down like just big things and to hold them always to my mind I really do believe that when you visualize something it comes true and the more you can hold yourself to an image of what you want to be and what you want to become the well, more likely it's going to be. But one thing I can say is I was I always visualize what I want to be, right? And the person I want to be. But when I was in my hustle culture phase, I was, I was still imagining, oh, a million dollars, this and that and job and everything's popping off. But because I wasn't aligning with myself and being the authentic Anna, I wasn't actually able to produce my imaginations correctly. And that's where I think I got in so much conflict with myself. So I think that's one thing. Before you try and, I don't know, push to be a certain thing, like make sure that you're aligned with yourself. Now that I'm in Bali, it's been a real eye-opener of like, wow, I actually remember what type of person I was when I was younger. I was that super active kid, right? Wanting to just try new things and develop new things and always being outside, swimming in the sea, playing in the waves, eating delicious, yummy, nutritious foods, you know, just just that kid. And now that I'm in Bali, everything's coming back. I'm being so, so me. And with that, I'm able to defend myself more. And this might be a little sidetrack, but I got a comment the other day, well, 
literally yesterday and it said I actually took it to heart um it was a dm and I posted basically on my story saying oh my god I just did a massive run and a hit workout I'm so dead like just showing that I was like so out of breath I just thought it was funny and someone swiped up and said I thought you were supposed to be a recovery account this is so triggering for people whatever and it really hurt me because I genuinely do everything in my power to not be the triggering person because I hold guilt from when I was triggering and I'm able to let that go now because I know it was part of my journey and it's a very hard part of your journey when you post a lot of triggering weight loss content right when I was like 19 but it was part of my journey and it was hard however now that I'm out of it I am so careful of what I post like I don't ever want to be triggering so to get that comment it really hit me to start with and then I had to kind of just use my own brain and I was like I think yeah there was maybe lack of context on the post you know maybe I should have explained my situation more on the fact that we actually met this guy in the gym who's the owner and he said he'd take us on a run and then like after the run we were so dead and we thought we were gonna go home and then he was like okay he was Australian he was like right so let's go do some more um hit workout because we want to keep the heart rate up we want to keep training we want to get fitter and I was like this guy is crazy like so we found it funny that he kind of took us on this extra workout and that we were so dead not in any way of me doing a run feeling like I didn't do enough and feeling like I had to go do a workout so what I'm trying to say is that when you authentically know that you're doing something right in your eyes which I think is also hard because at every point of my life have I thought I'm doing right but it's only until we learn and know but I can genuinely say that I'm having no background thoughts of I'm trying to do this in a way of you know negatively like I used to and that it's I am so inspired out here and I'm gonna put a disclaimer out now I'm gonna get so freaking performance fit I want to be able to do push-ups pull-ups running like I am so inspired out here and I'm going to let that inspiration run and not put a cap on it just because some people may find it triggering and yes I'm going to do it in the most loving and inspiring way but this is who I am. I'm an active person that freaking loves fitness, right? I've done this since I was like so young. I had fitness accounts when I was like 12 or something and it's just within me so I'm gonna let that flourish and yeah I just feel like I'm authentically aligning and living with myself and because of that I feel confident in what I'm posting so coming back on to productivity and everything I think one thing I want to mention is that everyone on social media is always trying to show that they're having a great life everyone even me right Oh, I'm doing this and I think you know what I'm thinking even be real like I love the app it's funny but it's actually such a like yeah you only take one picture but we're all trying to make that one picture cool or like we're having the best fun or I don't know even if it's just what we're doing I think there's a slight bit of showing off within it even if we try to get our best angle I don't know and I think we're always trying to show our best moments. Now with that, the effect is that people think that it's not okay to be sad and down. And that's why I always push on my accounts that it is okay to be sad and that it's a real thing. So I think if you need that voice and that permission, let that be me telling you, you're allowed to be sad, you're allowed to be down. You don't have to have this crazy exciting life that everyone else is maybe potentially living at moments. 
But the one thing that I do want you to do, and the one thing that I am going to push you to do, is to live as authentically to yourself. If you want to do a certain job and your parents don't want you, try do that thing that you want to do. If there's a lifestyle that you just love to live or try to think what you did when you were younger. If you were super creative and arty, if you were sporty, if you were, you know, you love studying or you love helping people, like just like loads of tiny little things, try think what you like to do. Another sign of like toxic productivity and something that you should look out for is I should. If you find yourself in your day going, I should really go to the gym right now. I should really go on a walk. I should go do some work right now. When you say I should, there's a massive amount of pressure and just expectation and not actually listening to your body. What is better to say and what I like to do is I could. So when you don't know what to do, and I had this a lot when I was kind of transferring between my phases, I would be like, ah, I should go to the gym or I should go on a walk or I should go do some work. And what happens when you say that is you actually just get yourself on a twist. You either procrastinate for two hours or you go do it in like an unhealthy way or you just feel guilty that you're not doing it. But instead you go, right, I could either go on a walk or I could lie on my bed with the window open listening to some music. Then see what you align with. And a lot of the time when you actually can't get yourself up to do something, it's because your body just needs to like relax with permission. There is such a difference when you relax without permission and relax with permission. So when you say, I would actually rather lie on my bed, windows open, music in just for a little bit of time, do that and you'll actually feel so much more rested. If you don't feel like you want to go to the gym, you don't have to, right? Say, I could try do that this week be like okay i could go to the gym or i could do a little at-home workout put on you know a little booty workout or you could go i could go to the gym or i'll have a rest day or when you wake up you could be like well i could go for a morning walk or i could drink my coffee and read a bit of my book or in the evening you could say yeah you know i could write my to-do list or i could clean up my room or I could sit down, do a face mask and watch a relaxing YouTube video, like a vlog or just something chill, not anything too stimulating. So I think that could be a really useful tip for some people. One thing that I'm working on at the moment is scheduling me time. I'm definitely doing, you know, I'm okay with sitting down and being chill and not doing stuff, but actually it's going above and beyond and doing something purposely for myself. Like I want to be able to, right, I'm going to have some me time and I'm going to go to a yoga class or I am going to lie on the sunbed and like tan and listen to some music because that's what I like to do, right? So it's just like scheduling in that time, which I think helps if one, you're working from home or two, you do find it hard to have that time. I know also when you're in the whole hustle days, whether that's even like you have like a hustle week or a hustle month or a hustle day, you will feel stressed and like stress isn't a cute thing i'll tell you that even though you're like oh my god i got so much done or like i'm always so productive i'm always doing things it's like you know you're probably carrying some chronic stress that's going to give you some wrinkles and not going to make you feel good probably make you blow like there's so many side effects and when you just actually feel relaxed you can be so much more in tune to your body you actually realize what you want to do what you want to eat when you're full when you're hungry like i've definitely found that like with my appetite Um, just being able to actually notice when I'm hungry and not. 
Now, I don't want to totally, you know, slander productivity. I do think it's a great thing, but it is taking it with that pinch. And as I said earlier, having goals and structure is great. It's absolutely great. And one thing I like to do when I just reflect on my days is just kind of think, is there one thing that I kind of did a little bit better? And I'm not saying this has to be every single day. Like, this is what I've just kind of preached you about. Like, you definitely don't have to do this every day. But, like, yesterday I was like, okay, well, I actually did a really, you know, I I worked harder on my run. Or you could do like, oh, I did one task that I needed to do. So it's just about, did you do one thing that kind of helped you move the needle forward? One thing that has just come to my mind is like, when you, let's say, have a hangover day, and this doesn't have to be you know, even if you don't drink, let's say it's just the day after you go do something big, whether that was a night out, whether that was a late night, whether that was like a super hard training day, I don't know, whether that's jet lag, whether you just need to take a day off or whether you're ill, right? I'm just going to call it the Sunday hangover day. Take it as you want, but romanticize it, like really romanticize having that day off. And with that, you're giving yourself permission to have that day off. So you're not starting your Monday with guilt. It's something I used to do. I used to be so stressed out the fact that like, I had to lie down, but or not even lie down, but do nothing. But it's like, your body wants to do that. Your body's going to do that. So let it do that. And let's start Monday fresh. Now, you may not, or you may do, struggle with this. But I used to really struggle with turning off at the weekends and well to be fair I still kind of do like I it's different because with social media everything's kind of every day like it's not a nine-to-five job but use your weekends to like recharge I used to think why would I only work five days a week if I can work seven because I thought if I'm continuously working every day or being productive every day I'm like making more progress right because you're not missing out on time but maybe change your perspective on it use your weekend as a recharge because then you'll have more motivation on the monday and i found that as well because otherwise you're on this continuous always working you're on like a drag and the only time you rest is when you're like completely shattered and then you even still feel guilty that you're resting whereas if you're like right saturday sunday completely chill me time whatever then on monday you'll literally be bugging especially well I know that if you're self-employed, you will be because you're like inspired to do the work. Maybe you'll find that with your studies as well. Like because you've had a full break on the weekend, you're able to like, you know, Monday 9 a.m. be able to like bang out the work and feel really inspired. So I think that definitely helps. Going on to some tips, maybe if you're struggling is, you know, ways to plan your days, week and month. And this was something that Alex taught me on my Portugal trip. And that was break your tasks into more manageable pieces. I used to just put in like on a Sunday YouTube video. Whereas when Alex now, you know, sorts out my calendar, she'll go, okay, plan it on this day, film on this day, edit on this day, then send to the YouTube editors, then post, then approve, then do the comments, then get ready for your reel. So there's like whole processes that you can like break stuff down into and therefore more manageable and you can like actually get yourself to do those tasks and then also is like in your to-do list maybe do it more manageable so if you have an hour instead of writing down like oh revise for exam or do this 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 and this for work you can actually be like in the next hour what could I do and that could be like study topic 1.2 of biology or do this like reply to this email and pay off this so it can be like break it up into the tasks you can do within that time frame 
I think also what helps is having structure, having that kind of allowance of morning routine of what you kind of want to do, wake up, eat your breakfast, have coffee, do a little bit of yoga, I don't know, but then be like, okay, at 9am, I'm doing work till 11, or I'm going to do one chunk of hour, or I'm going to do one hour of work. So it's kind of like breaking up into, right, I work well 9 to 12, and then I'm going to have a massive break and then do another two hours. So giving yourself that structure. Going on to the next section, and I do want to talk about this, and it's about knowing the difference between distraction and procrastination. So procrastination is when you know, you either really don't want to do the thing or you're you're leaving it last minute and, you know, and I think that can actually be fueled by other things. So maybe you actually don't really want to do it or you're scared of failure. A lot of the times when I procrastinate on doing like a work task, it's because I've already preempted that it's going to be a failure. And that can also be like in an autopilot kind of way. So if you're scrolling on TikTok, knowing that you're scrolling, knowing you should be doing something else, yet you're on that autopilot zone that's kind of procrastination because you're aware that you're doing it yet you can't stop and then you've got distraction side which can like actually affect your just concentration and productivity and that's the one that you want to eliminate when it's procrastination don't beat yourself up for it but just notice that okay what tasks am i procrastinating on doing does it actually serve with my authentic self do i want to be doing it why is there some sort of conflict and a lot of the time it's actually like to do with your emotional stuff whereas distraction is just like distraction and that can be turn off your phone if you're working and just like the basic basic stuff what i've found is the less social media you go on basically in the morning the better one of the things that i like to remind myself before checking up on my phone and that is if you're going to go on social media whether that's check your posts or check your messages or just like clear the air of social media or look at people's stories or whatever you are waking up to other people's opinions and that really helps me because when in the morning i'm like reaching to grab my phone i remind myself that wait if you're going to go on your phone now you're like starting your day with other people's opinions whether that's comments from other people's messages pictures stories whatever I'm starting my day off with that, whereas I'd rather start off my day with my own opinion and my own mood and then like check up on it later. I think it also does help with your need to pick up on things. Like when you start your day with so much stimulation and that means seeing lots of pictures, stories, people, you almost try to carry that on throughout your day and replicate those behaviors. So when you wake up and you have a good old scroll on TikTok and Instagram, you're starting your day up with so much like, I don't know what to call it, like fears and and lots of things going around in your head and just craziness. How are you supposed to stay concentrated in tasks when you've got so much already kind of like poured into your brain? So I think that's like a good little mindset. One thing that also helped me was success and achieving has got nothing to do with time and filling up your time, but more about how you, I'm not even gonna say manage, I'm gonna say, where you put your energies and when you put your energies so i used to think that if i woke up at 6 a.m and i was productive all day and doing things all day up until night time and then going to sleep that would make me the most successful whereas it's actually i could be doing a couple of tasks a day really focusing on the important things and stop doing the little faff things and also being there with myself and not filling myself up with other tasks am i able to perform better 
the last kind of thing I want to leave you with on today's episode is understanding feminine and masculine energies. So as humans, the goal is to have like this perfect balance between these two energies. We can call it vibes, masculine and feminine vibes. And what happens is, is as we grow up through childhood, through experiences, through our past, we can get imbalanced in these. And everyone is different, but for me personally, I have a more masculine vibe to me. And that means it's got really nothing to do with gender and it's more about, they've got different traits. So I'll just explain them to you. Feminine is very much creativity, intuition, listening to yourself, being relaxed, you know, all of that beautifulness. And then the masculine energy is where your drive comes from, um, your that hustle, the structure, the needing to do things, the want to achieve, the social side of you, all of that. Now, neither one of them is bad and neither one of them is better. When they become imbalanced is where the issue lies. And for me, a long time, my masculine energies were really overpowering my feminine energies. So I was always relying off drive, structure, achievements, success. And what I needed to do to actually become more a balanced person was bring in that feminine energy. And that's what I've been doing the last couple of months is being okay with relaxing, listening to my intuition, being more creative in activities, doing some more, let's say, yin yoga, where it's more relaxing. And with that, I'm able to be more balanced. So I just think it's a good thing. And you can do some of your own research if you're interested about this. Search up like feminine and masculine energies and you'll realize what side you're maybe more imbalanced on and the activities that you can do to make it more balanced. So if you are more on the masculine energy side of you're quite driven, you just naturally structure, productivity, all this stuff, you need to start implementing some feminine activities. So that might be doing some relaxing yoga or some painting, reading a book, journaling, talking to people, whatever. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, It was very much to do with unraveling that productivity side because I think I was in such a different perspective of it for so many years. I didn't realize what was going on. And only the last, you know, six months was I able to put a whole story together and understand exactly what it is. So to be able to share that with you guys, you know, if that helps you, that is amazing. I've been loving the community vibes on the Instagram right now. I just put together the cutest um, reel of basically like I got you guys to send in videos of you when you're happy put it together and it was so nice like not just having a reel of me because obviously that's normally what it is but to have a reel of all you guys it was amazing and it did so well on instagram so if you want to get involved in like any videos of you being posted on the account or questions or dilemmas feel free to head over it is inside anna's mind podcast i've got absolutely nothing to sell or promote you on this podcast it is just for me to share with you The only thing that I could appreciate or love is if you could give this a review or even just share it with a friend. Like literally just WhatsApp it to a friend or I don't know what you guys use, Instagram, iMessage and just be like, hey, I listened to this. So I'm leaving you with lots of love. Hopefully this has initiated some thoughts into your mind and maybe made you rethink some things. 
So yeah, I hope you have a lovely day and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.